Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. And catching bodies on his way to the rack. Suns, game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. Final hour of the show, show here on a Tuesday. That's what happens when you combine show and Tuesday, a shoes day. <laughs> has their shoes for shoes day, right? Uh, final hour of the show on a Tuesday here, and it's also a game day with K. Ray, who joins us right now, Kevin Ray of Bally Sports on the Arizona Sports Line to talk Suns, Hornets tonight. K. Ray, what's going on? What's happening, fellas? Just getting ready for uh, potentially a fourth straight win. We're, I, I feel like royalty now, the Suns winning three in a row. It's like a, a totally different perspective on life, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed it is. And, and, hey, real quickly before we talk Suns hoops, uh, if I could just interject on uh, on Dan Quinn. Yeah. I know you guys were talking about him in a, in a second interview. Uh, look, I, I will say this first. I would hate to lose him uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, you know the job that he has done there as D.C. the last two seasons. But I'm going to tell you right now, that would be my number one pick if I had a few million and I was in a position of power to hire. Um, that guy is a terrific coach. His players love him. And I had a chance a couple times now over the last few years to, to talk to him. And it's a guy that I know everybody goes back to that Super Bowl loss, but it's a guy that learned a lot from that loss, uh, became very introspective and did a lot of self-examination in his year away from the game. So that's just that's just my two cents. Like I said, I'd hate to lose him to Dallas, but, man, I think that would be an A-plus pick if you're the Cardinals. Well, we were going to ask you about him because of your affiliation with the, the Cowboys, and so I'll, I'll ask you the follow-up here then. Um, how Like we were talking earlier – how differently he'd be viewed if they had won that Super Bowl. And yes, they lost the Super Bowl, but it was essentially, what, a quarter and a half of bad football? It doesn't change the fact that he got to the Super Bowl. How much of what Micah Parsons does could you attribute to Dan Quinn's coaching? Is like, is there a significant percentage of that? Well, look, you, you get a Micah Parsons, uh, and there have been numerous people and numerous old school guys, and Wolf can speak to this, who have compared Micah Parsons to a Lawrence Taylor. Mm -hmm. And the game is obviously different, but he's just an absolute freak. I mean, he he comes from another planet. Um, (laughs) And, yes, there's no doubt that that Dan Quinn's defense is, you know, greatly aided by a player like Micah Parsons. But, like I say, with all that being said, I thought what really stood out to me is just how – self-aware uh dan quinn uh, was the first couple times that i talked to him and and just you know recognizing and acknowledging the mistakes that he made uh and and starting with that super bowl he didn't shy away from it and probably you know more than anything he would probably take a little more control as a head coach in a situation like that um but I, I think in, in speaking to that, too, because I know that when you look at a situation where you're hiring a D.C. and, and it's all about offense because you, you look at the, the four coaches who are remaining in the conference title games, they're all, you know, offensive coaches. But, but Dan Quinn had Kyle Shanahan, so he knows the importance of hiring a really good offensive coordinator. But uh, I, I think that, you know, he's not going to come in and be a miracle worker for a Cardinals defense. I don't know all the personnel situations, but like I say, his, his guys 
love him. Yeah. And some of those guys are offensive players who love him as well. He just has a great way of connecting with players. He can be hard-nosed, but but can still, you know, love him up uh, or, you know, uh, coach him up, as, as Monty Williams tried to say. Call him up. Man, I've got so many, so many questions I want to ask you right now as the national radio play-by-play guy for the Dallas Cowboys. I want to ask you, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm going to ask you one. You're going to get a bunch of texts uh, how later. Do you, okay, how do you think he'd mesh? Just knowing the man, knowing the man, how do you think he's going to mesh with Kyler Murray? Well, look, that's that that is that's the million-dollar question for whether it's Dan Quinn or, or anybody, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, I, I think is. I think it, it goes back to what I said before. I, I think he can be, um, you know, he can be strong-handed, but strong-handed in a way that that remains flexible. You know, he understands today's player is different from the guys ten, twelve years ago. Yeah. Um, but I think that he would command instant respect. From I mean, I'd like to think that it would command instant respect from a guy like Kyler Murray. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, but to your point, Lou, and that, that's one of the things that, that has struck me. And look, this is this is not you know anything disparaging towards Sean Payton, but guys, he doesn't have multiple Super Bowl rings. You know, he he's got one Super Bowl ring. He's a tremendous coach, but yeah, how much does that change if you know four minutes is changed right. in the Super Bowl and Dan Quinn has one and Sean Payton has one? Yeah. Who are you picking? Then they're viewed much, much more evenly. Um, Exactly. Okay, let's get to the Suns here before we hit the break. They get Charlotte tonight. They've won three in a row. The win over Memphis on on Sunday was especially impressive because of Chris Paul. And there's a lot of different components, but since I only have limited time here, I just want to ask you about Chris Paul and if what you saw from him on Sunday is on some level sustainable, you think, going forward. Well, you know, and, and, and that's, I guess, our second million-dollar question of this segment. Um, you, you certainly hope. Uh, we, we knew coming into the season that the Suns were really going to try as best they could to, to limit Chris's minutes. Uh, it, it's come in a very different kind of way as a result of injury. But we, we have seen when Chris is fresh and, and coming off of that first injury, when he came back and got himself in top shape, that that was the Chris Paul that led this team to the finals. And um, can it be sustainable every other game? I, I do believe that. I don't know if it's sustainable, you know, in every single game. But but that's why you're hoping that you can get some more healthy bodies around him, and you don't have to rely so heavily upon him. Uh, and whether it's Saban Lee or you know Damian Lee, and and hopefully. You know, with Cameron Payne coming back sometime, hopefully in the next maybe couple weeks, three weeks, uh, that that you'd be in a better position. Okay, do you think hypothetically that Fred Van Vliet would mesh with the Phoenix Suns? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> in a heartbeat. Why I mean, do you that, say that, that that dude that that dude is. I mean. You, you just look at, at his background, his history, undrafted. He bet on himself, and he won, and he continues to win. He is a hard-nosed competitor, and he checks the boxes, which become a, you know number one in terms of Monty Williams and James Jones, which is do you love to hoop? <laughs> right. I mean, do you have to hoop in order to breathe? And the answers to that for, for Van Vliet is absolutely yes. K-Ray, great stuff as always, man. We'll talk Thanks, to you again K. on Thursday. Bye, boys. Take care. Okay, ma'am.